0: Wrestling with Theology is a weekly Bible study that seeks to equip you to wrestle with the theologies that surround us in our everyday life. Through these studies, your faith in Christ will be strengthened through the scriptures and the Lutheran confessions. Join Pastor Minton for these next few minutes as he helps you get ready to wrestle with theology. episode of wrestling with theology this week digging a little deeper into a couple of the little snippets that are sprinkled in through the tabernacle we're going to look at the census tax we're going to look at the workers who did all the tabernacle which i'm surprised i didn't do when we first started the tabernacle and then the rules on the sabbath so we're starting off in exodus chapter 30 verse 11 the Lord said to Moses, "When you take the census of the people of Israel, then each shall give a ransom for his life to the Lord when you number them, that there shall be no plague among them when you number them. Each one who is numbered in the census shall give this, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is 20 gerahs, half a shekel as an offering to the Lord. Everyone who is numbered in the census from 20 years old and upward shall give the Lord's offering. The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less." than the half shekel, when you give the Lord's offering to make atonement for your lives. You shall take the atonement money from the people, and shall give it for the service of the tent of meeting, that it may bring the people of Israel to remembrance before the Lord, so as to make atonement for your lives. Here we have the census being taken, the numbering of all the people above the age of twenty, and each one being told to give half a shekel of silver, which would be roughly half an ah, ounce, no. be roughly a fifth of an ounce because the shekel is two fifths of an ounce and this is for the atonement of the people as he says you know to give the lord's offering to make atonement for your lives you shall take the atonement money well that's a fifth of an ounce of silver and today silver is running about 24 dollars an ounce which means The atonement was for less than $5 a person. Now, we think about this for a moment. What does that say about us? That the atonement can be handled so cheaply. Does that mean that we're not worth much? Yes and no. First of all, we're not worth much in the fact that we can't do anything for ourselves in the spiritual realms. We are poor, miserable sinners, as we confess in the beginning of the divine service. But it also shows that even as worthless as we are, God still sent his Son to die for us, to make that atonement. Now granted, this is the census which may have gone on every year, may have been every couple of years, or could be like the American census and happens every ten years. That we're not given how often the census is taken, but that is there. And it says for atonement. So think about that for a moment as to the two sides of that coin to keep the pun going. Now we move into chapter 31, looking at the workers who were filled with the Spirit of God as craftsmen. We often think of being filled with the Spirit of God as prophecy, as given a message to deliver. But these two guys were filled with the Spirit of God as craftsmen to show that God does fill us with everything that we need. Not just the spiritual gifts that we strive for in the in the ch- Christian life, but also just the regular, everyday life that we have. So we have chapter 31, verses 1 through 11. The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood, to work in every craft. And behold, I have appointed with him Aholiab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan. And I have given to all able men ability, that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tent of meeting, and the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furnishings of the tent, the table and its utensils, and the pure lampstand with all its utensils, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the basin and its stand, and the finely worked garments, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons for their service as priest, and the anointing oil and the fragrant incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded you they shall do. So we go back, these two guys, Bezalel and Aholiab, were called by God to do these things. But what else does he say? I have given to all able men ability. This is the idea of the priesthood of all believers in the concrete sense. That, no, not everybody's a minister, not everybody's a pastor, not everybody has to have their own church. I mean, if everybody had their own church that they are the pastor of, what would be the congregation? But the congregational members have their own ability that is given to them by God. And it can be a seamstress, it can be a craftsman, it can be... Just a package delivery guy for the Postal Service, for FedEx, for UPS, for Amazon, for you name it. It can be the garbage collector. These are all God-given abilities that are to be done to his glory. And that's what he calls each of us to do. In all the many facets of our lives, we come together as people in community, both in the church and outside the church, with our God-given abilities, to be able to promote his kingdom. And that kingdom most certainly comes through as we look at the Sabbath, which he looks at in the rest of chapter 31. And the Lord said to Moses to speak to the people of Israel and say, Above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath, because it is holy for you. It is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. So what is the importance of the Sabbath? It is the sign between God and man that in six days God created the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. He did no work on the seventh day. And so he calls us to not do any work. And what does this mean for us as New Testament Christians who don't follow the Sabbath day? Or even the idea for many of us that we can't even work on Sunday after we've been to church. Or we work around the idea of having service in multiple different times because some of us have to work on Sunday. The idea is not necessarily the day. It's not the lack of work. But it is what he says at the end of verse 17. In six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. The point of the Sabbath is to take the time, whether it's hours on Sunday morning where you have worship and Bible class and study time and small group and all this, or if it's podcasts like this one that give you a few minutes every once in a while to then be able to refresh yourself with the Word of God. The importance is not the amount of time. The importance is the fact that you are refreshed by the Word of God. And then he puts all of this in context in verse 18 of chapter 31. And he gave to Moses, when he had finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai, the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. So all of this from chapter 19 and really from 25 to 31 has all happened in that 40 days that Moses is up on Mount Sinai. This is a lot of what he received in that time. We'll get into more of it in Leviticus. If we run to that book. But again a lot of Leviticus was given to Moses. During that 40 days as well. And we'll see as we get into. Digging deeper. In a couple of weeks on the 18th. We'll look at what happens after the 40 days are over. When Moses comes down from the mountain. And sees what the people of Israel have done. But until then. This has been a bonus episode of Wrestling with Theology, I am glad to have been able to come through this and be able just to pick up these little pieces that are scattered in the midst of what we've covered the last few months, so that we don't skip it, because it is still important information for us to understand. But until next time, this is Pastor Doug Minton, wishing you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology this week. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions or comments about what you have heard on Wrestling with Theology, send an email to wrestlingwiththeology at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed this podcast, make sure you have subscribed so it will show up automatically on your podcast app. Please also share the podcast so that more may be equipped to wrestle with theology.